0: And welcome to Retail Recorded by Colliers. I'm your host, Angie Solonki, National Director of Retail Services for the U.S., and I thank you for joining us as we continue the podcast series and hearing from our amazing experts in different industries. Today I'm excited to have Steve Weichel join us. Today, he is a thought leader focused on innovative new technologies and business models that are transforming traditional ways of developing, transacting, and managing real estate. He has spoken extensively about real estate technology for private clients around the world and at many conferences. And that's so long of a list that you're gonna have to go onto his LinkedIn feed or Twitter feed to check it out. He's also been quoted on numerous media outlets, including Buzzfeed, Tech Insider, Medium, CP Executive, and Harvard Real Estate Review. Steve is a member of the Global Insights Panel for MIT Technology Review, a member of the CRE Tech Leadership Board, and sits on multiple advisory boards to assist with real estate technology startups and strategy. So, excited to have steve here today and today's topic is not new however it is in terms of speed as it's transforming itself and understanding how the metaverse will be a a part in our everyday physical and virtual space especially in real estate so let's learn how we are going to move forward So Steve, thanks for joining. I really appreciate you having um, time to participate. Uh, You're very busy and it's so wonderful to have you join us today.
1: Angie, thank you so much for having me. I'm delighted to be here.
0: Thank you. So I'm just going to jump right in, Steve, and have you kind of discuss a few questions that we've developed um, and created specific around metaverse. I mean, first off, what is metaverse?
1: Oh, that's a great question. Well, it's actually, it's been getting a lot of headlines lately. We started investigating this through, uh, or I should say my colleagues uh, at the Real Estate Innovation Lab started looking at uh, on a project called Unreal Estate, looking at the intersection of the virtual world with the physical world. And by by that, I mean, uh, any of you who have, who are gamers or know people who are gamers or, or uh no kids who are gamers. There are these virtual worlds that exist in the cloud, and they're not just for gaming anymore. They have physical assets, they have uh, money, they have transactions. So there's a whole a parallel universe, a parallel ecosystem of these virtual worlds. And so you might have seen the headlines recently about facebook and mark zuckerberg talking about the metaverse well these metaverses are these alternative universes some of which are very um uh kind of science fiction feeling they're they're um they're, they're they don't they replicate the, the real world but we're also seeing some that uh, more that that are more likely to reflect the real world that we know and operate in
0: yeah i mean i find it so fascinating because um it's still a blank canvas. Uh, A lot of people are hearing and reading more about metaverse, but it's really this, to your point earlier, it's the, um, you know, virtual space meeting the physical, but how do they really intersect? And I guess, what are some of the technologies that you see um, applied in this essence? Like, how does it really transform into, you know, going what I call kind of underground into this virtual space, and then touching the actual physical real estate.
1: Sure. Well, that, that's a good question. So, so up until recently, maybe in, up until a couple of years ago, we heard about gaming. For those, I'm I'm not really a gamer, but but I was aware that there was this activity, and it was a huge multi-billion-dollar global global industry. But it always seemed kind of a bit fanciful and, and not, uh, and more entertainment focused. But what's happened in the last couple of years is the, first of all, the technology has gotten faster, better, cheaper, which we know that goes on in technology all the time. And so the digital world is intersecting with the physical world in a way that, in, in a couple of ways. One, on a completely practical level, you've probably heard about digital twinning of buildings and and cities. And so making a digital representation of of a building or of a city is something that's happening in our world, in the real estate world, where it's being done to accomplish some goals, their variety of goals, but to make real estate more efficient. Um, But then the, the, the entertainment aspect of virtual worlds is started. They are starting to take a look at the physical world and understanding how can we link these together? So you have, but we're doing some research with Epic Games. You have gaming companies recognizing that the technology that they offer, this three-dimensional immersive experience can now potentially be applied to the physical world. So think of think of virtual tours on steroids um, or, or think of virtual shopping experiences that that mimic the live. They're branded the same way with a, with the familiar brands, but now they take place in the virtual world. Add to this, um, just to make it even more kind of hard to get your head around. Add to this, digital currency and digital transactions and new types of of payment mechanisms that can now be done digitally in the digital world with digital goods.
0: I mean, that is insane. I mean, if you stop and think about, we had year to date through, I think it was September of 2021, 50 million square feet of new retail coming on board. So what you just described is that there's an endless amount of virtual square footage to be created to for all of us shopping fans to go into these shopping centers and malls and and essentially shop 24 seven. So it's like QVC on steroids. Um, Wow.
1: (laughs) Yes, yes. And it, you know, to be fair, we're still in the very early stages and this is still kind of a fringe conversation, but we know that these technologies start at a very small level and then they continue to grow and continue to grow. So to your point about being able to shop 24 seven, or, or we can even talk about office in a moment, but but yes, if you we can sort of shop twenty four seven now, but you can't go to the physical store and and window shop or or shop in the physical store. But could you put a headset on as the as the visual technology, the hardware gets better and better? Could you immerse yourself in going to uh, Harrods in London virtually at any hour of the day or night and actually walk the floors? go up and down in the elevators, look at what's on the shelves and then transact, which is really fascinating. Uh, You may recall that at our conference this year, we had a great presentation by Justin Bannon from the Boson Protocol, that that's um, an example of the enabling technology that will allow this commerce to go on in the virtual world. Because there are a lot of pieces to get into place before before this actually gets scale. But that's one of them, how can we actually transact? So I go into the virtual store at two o'clock in the morning because I'm up in the middle of the night, I see. Um, I see a briefcase that I like at at Hermes or wherever it may be, and then I um, a, and I actually can pick it up and handle it in the virtual world, and then I can go ahead and order it, and it shows up at my house the next X number of days because it gets shipped to me. So that's it's pretty cool stuff. It's a little mind blowing, but it's pretty cool stuff.
0: Yeah, most definitely. I think you know what it's really what you're saying is, here we are. We can actually have our own avatar, our own image. Um, you know, where we can actually see that product on us, whether it's a briefcase or a dress or a handbag. And now that allows us to start to really um, explore, you know, what we could look like and, 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 and make those purchases feeling a little more confident um, in terms of that purchase. But so, I mean, what is timing around all this?
1: Oh, I think it's still I think it's still early, but mm-hmm. um, but it's happening now. I, I don't know what the actual uh, amount of I know there are some numbers that have been placed on the amount of real estate that's been transacted. We haven't even talked about how do you develop real estate in the virtual world? We've just been talking about how you are a, a user or an occupier of the real estate. But there's a whole economy around developing real estate. You actually acquire the digital real estate in the town. Whether it's, a, whether it's a made up town, uh, whether it's a fanciful made up town, or if it's an actual digital version of say Manhattan, but there's a, a, a system, a mechanism for you to acquire the, the land and to do the development and, and the, the same process that you do in the real world. Now, I've never done it, so I don't know how much faster it is, or does it really have all the moving parts? I don't know. Is it as complex? Maybe, maybe not. But yes, there are developers developing real estate, and then and then you'd sign a digital lease. You know, if you're Gucci, you'd sign a digital lease with the owner of the building in the virtual world before you can start selling Gucci product. And, and also, you mentioned one other thing: I might order the physical the physical shoes might show up at my house, but also the digital shoes might show up on my avatar because I've paid for them with a the digital currency.
0: Very interesting. So you, mm-hmm. it's almost as. You know, we talked about this previously. Basically, having two lives, and I find that so fascinating. I can't even keep up with my current life, but (laughs) (laughs) Um, having a second life and 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 family, it would be very interesting. Um, so you know, when you, I guess the way to get around this, then it sounds like because the Earth isn't really owned by anyone, then therefore the virtual Earth and or real estate is owned by developers who are these people
1: uh i don't know actually (laughs) there are there are multiple universes which may or may not be interlocked i I did ask this question of somebody who was much more knowledgeable than i was does it in the digital world is land unlimited and the answer is no apparently that there there is a it's not it's not that it's finite but the people who control um I guess the people who write the code control how much how much sprawl there is you know how much spread there is and so probably to keep it interesting there are these clusters of activity um, so I, I, don't know if, I don't know if, if you can develop digitally, uh, into infinity or not, but I'm sure you face the same realities of the same differences in certain markets in, in the, in the world in different countries where, where some development is easier to do and, and then in others. So sometimes you're, sometimes you're land constrained and sometimes you're not. I, I, I know that location is still important in the digital world. I found that interesting.
0: You know, you mentioned Facebook at the beginning of the podcast, and how do you see Facebook, Fortnite, others interacting with commercial real estate investors? I mean, do you feel they're going to develop this virtual real estate um, space, but will they actually then go out and start to, you know, call the investor institutional investors that are out there and say, would you like space? Would you like, you know, a billboard per se?
1: That's a good question. I don't know that I have a clear answer, but my sense is that the people who create their particular universe, whether it's a gaming company or whether it's Facebook, they sort of make the rules, so are they the master owners do they do they own the digital dirt for the entire universe I guess they do I would imagine they do so depending upon who the largest I mean let's look at Google Maps Google, I don't I don't know that Google kind of created that platform and claimed the digital real estate on Google Maps and now makes quite quite a significant profit over making that available to commercial companies to, to have their pin on the map and, and have their, uh, ha- and being involved in that ecosystem. So it's possible that Facebook becomes a digital real estate company or Fortnite or Epic games becomes a digital real estate company, though. I think that it, It's possible that another company could come in and make an even more popular digital world. So I don't know that it's quite the quite the limit, quite the limited inventory of real estate that you have in the physical world.
0: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, because it's um, I mean, you're just basically manifesting and, and creating it as. As large or small as you'd like.
1: Right, then you're creating it, how... creating out of the ether. I mean, it's in the cloud. There are some right. limits to the size of the cloud, but it is possible. Um, I, I think you're. I think, I think what you're pointing to is is will Facebook be the only game in town? The way they sometimes are in social media, or Google. You know, they dominate. Mm-hmm. But I don't know how it works. I, I don't know if you had another company that was. Prior to that, off the radar, that had a lot of money, could they just build a new digital world? I think the answer is yes.
0: And so, when you when we talk about this, as you mentioned as well, you know, the workplace and office, how we have had to interact with one another through teams um, or any other uh, platform that's out there, Zoom, etc. You know, I also see this cre- creating a virtual or digital office space. Can you touch upon that a little bit?
1: We've we've certainly seen the application of technology to allow us to work remotely and by some definitions virtually. So Zoom is virtual. There are a lot of other really interesting tools or platforms to allow us to meet virtually. Is it through an avatar? Is it through our cameras? I've seen some pretty cool ones that are that are kind of a 3D version of Zoom, and there are there are a number of them that allow us to, instead of being in this kind of Brady Bunch interaction, for those of you who remember the Brady Bunch, um, the, with the, the, the squares on the TV, to be in a more three dimensional environment. So that's that's a maybe an early generation or a generation that we've all used for the last 18 months. But what happens when it gets combined with autonomous, excuse me, with augmented reality or with virtual reality, it might add a third dimension. And then if you add the gaming technology or the gaming experience to that, instead of being an avatar, will we actually have our physical selves being represented in a 3D environment where we can all sit around the table? Um, maybe through a headset or through uh, through an aug- through augmented glasses through Apple. Apple probably no doubt will have augmented glasses. So um, so what what does that mean? We we could potentially have this virtual, this immersive, augmented virtual experience or or uh, virtual experience. And could we meet in the office that way? Uh, yeah, I think we could. I think we could. There are issues of bandwidth and of latency and, and the technology needs to, in some respects, needs to catch up. But I, I very well think we could. Um, a- actually, probably one of the first times I spoke to you and your colleagues at Collier's, I might have proposed this idea that that you would be in your office in Denver and the architect would be in New York, and the building would be in Hong Kong, and the and the occupier would be in London, and everybody would put on a, a headset, and they would all walk through the building at the same time. And I used to get laughs from the audience because that just seems so far out, except we can actually do that now. So uh, and in fact, the building doesn't have to exist yet. It can be the building as the architect is going to build it or design it, and the developer is going to build it. So. I don't imagine it's too unusual to think we'd all be sitting at a table in a boardroom having a meeting.
0: I think it's fascinating. You basically just said to me, "I can be sitting at the beach in Hawaii (laughs) (laughs) as I'm taking this tour." Um, I think I definitely say it's fascinating, and it's one that I will jump on um, immediately because I I just think there's um, the potential is is limitless. And it's fascinating to see where we are today and how it's accelerated and it will continue to accelerate. Mm -hmm. So I'm gonna leave you, I have two more questions I wanna ask. One is what can real estate professionals do to learn more, prepare, and or identify new potential opportunities?
1: Well, I I think that's a great question. I think the important thing is to know what's happening. A, A lot of what we talked about here is still very, very early. It's kind of on the fringes. But it's important, for example, with, with virtual touring, it, prior to COVID, it was still kind of clunky and not a lot of people were using it. But look what happened over the last 18 months. There's a lot of virtual touring going on because the technology has gotten better, the platforms have gotten better, and it's sort of been out of necessity. So that's an example of what happens with the technology, with the adoption of a technology. So the first step is to kind of keep an eye on what's going on. And there are a variety of ways to do that. One would be to sign up for the newsletters from. CRE Tech. There's a morning newsletter about technology and real estate, one in the afternoon on climate. Uh, That's the the media platform based in New York City. There's also PropMoto. There's also um, paying attention to what we're doing at the center or any other academic institutions that are are active in the built environment. And Angie, as you know, our annual conference just uh, that happens in May, we're always trying to remain out there way on the edge and stay ahead of stay ahead of what the these changes are. And so that's a good resource. and and of course, the good work that's happening with your colleagues at at Colliers with with all of the research that's being done there and the thought leadership that gets distributed to the industry. So those are good ways for us in the real estate industry to just kind of keep an eye on what's happening and and then be better prepared when these changes do happen.
0: I completely agree, Steve. Um, You know, I have to say MIT, the center's work to better understand the digital transformation in real estate has been top-notch. I mean, it's informative, it's forward-thinking. It really provides great insights to evaluate um, and, and take in guidance, right? Directional guidance in terms of where we're going. So I completely agree. I mean, all those points are, well-noted and uh, I know our listeners will be taking notes and, and hopefully following up with some of those uh, links. We'll also put links in our podcast as well when we start to socialize it on various channels. Um, So I'm going to leave you with our final question. It's always a fun question. Okay. If you could be any retail brand or retailer of any sort, what would that be and why?
1: Hmm. Uh, there's so many good ones out there. If I could be any retail brand, I think Tesla is compelling. I think Tesla would be really exciting to be a retail, to be that retail brand right now. They are impacting mobility, impacting energy impacting you know aside from the going going to Mars and going to the moon which is which some people would argue is also equally as compelling but I think the I think the mobility energy rethinking of those systems that we've been living with for a 100 or so years I think that's very very exciting.
0: It's the next revolution. Um, I'm actually excited to see the new Tesla um, underground, roadways in Las Vegas. Oh, next Right.
1: May. <laughs> right, so, right. It's not it's not just cars on roads. It's all of the other stuff that goes around it as well. Very exactly.
0: exciting. The infrastructure. Well, Steve, thank you again for your time. Um, we ha- I had such a wonderful time just listening and understanding, you know, kind of the digital transformation that we're experiencing, reading about, hearing about. um, And I'm definitely going to keep a finger on what's happening out there, um, checking in with MIT and and reading the different topics. Um, So I appreciate your time. And it's definitely not a topic that is too far out in the future, but it is the reality that's occurring now. And so I appreciate the background. Um, So thanks for sharing your observation and knowledge. At Collier's, we're always focused Focused on our clients, sharing knowledge about the industry and other virtual industries on the core topics that are in front of us. We hope you enjoy today's discussion and join us next time at Retail Recorded at Collier's.